Welcome to the Ringer Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to godly marriages and the trials we all face. Our goal here is to strengthen, encourage, and educate through the personal experiences we've gained in our 15 years of difficult bliss. We aren't licensed counselors or pastors, but we are experts on just about everything your relationship can weather. We've been through the Ringer, and we're still standing. It's been so long. It has, yeah. We say that every episode. Yeah. Okay. The same time every week, so we can upload it every single week, so you guys don't have to sit there and wait and wonder when the next one's going to be uploaded. I'll put it on our whiteboard, but you'll never read it, so you won't remember. I'll read it sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a little bit. It has. We've had Father's Day since the last episode. and For, Yeah. You got to go flying with the girls. Yeah, I took the girls flying. We could go Sunday. Yeah. And that was a good time. They both enjoyed it. What else have we done? Uh, a lot of summer stuff. The yeah. girls got back from camp. Last time we recorded, we'd just gone on our date. Yeah. And so it's about a month ago because now the girls are going to another camp this weekend. That's right. We drop them off Friday, and we are pretty excited about that. Pretty excited. That's right. I don't think we have any plans this time, but it's still... It's going to be quiet in the house. Yeah. It'll be nice. The house will be clean. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. That's right. Anyway. Well, today we're going to continue our divorce discussion. And, uh, you know, last time we went through quite a bit of it with you. But today I want to get into more of the biblical aspect of divorce. And, um, you know, just kind of talk about that. Uh, I mean, divorce is a topic that's so commonplace in culture today and uh, I mean not only a topic but the actual uh, divorce proceedings are commonplace in today and yeah. you know you've all heard that the the divorce rate among Christians is the same as the unbelieving world and um, I mean to be honest I haven't looked at the statistics well, lately. I thought that's what you did today. But it is. It's, it's pretty dang close. He did pressure wash the back Concrete, so I can't say much. Yeah. If you didn't research anything. And I swept too. In case <coughs> y'all proof. didn't in case y'all didn't see the picture of that on our uh, Facebook page. With his latex gloves. Yeah. By the way, I found this new coffee. I have a coffee problem and I'd never tried any coffee that was iced, no matter what brand it was, but my sister made me drink some of this iced coffee and it's addictive. It's so good. I'm not a fan of iced coffee, but I will admit that is good. Should I get... Yeah, I'm going to... It's called Stoke, and there's no one's paying for this, but it's such... We have three big bottles of it in our in our uh, refrigerator. Actually, we almost have two because one's almost gone. Yeah. But anyway, you're going to hear some ice from that. Yeah, and we can only find it at one Walmart here in town out of five oh Walmarts. God. It's at Target, too, but I don't like Target. Surprise! I don't like Target. Write it down. Isn't that crazy? I just hate shopping. And that's what you have to shop at Target. And I don't want to do that. I just want to go get it. So anyway, last time we talked about the causes of divorce. Right. Correct. And we also told you, everybody, if you just started with the divorce episodes, to go back and read. Read. Yeah. Go back and listen Listen. to the well, from the beginning, mm-hmm. the things that we've tried to combat or correct, 
inside of a marriage from our I think it's like episode three we start with communication mm-hmm. and we we've tried to teach people or couples how to communicate better and then how to use that to further other things in a marriage that may have a little bit of trouble like yeah. trust and but and that's what we went through with the last episode what causes fractures yeah in a marriage and you know communication man that is such the backbone that's the biggest thing the backbone we've got a funny story for you about vbs oh we're gonna tell that story okay oh you said you wanted to tell that's fine i'll I'll let you i'll let you you lead and i'll fill in okay well uh our church had vbs a couple weeks ago and of course i was driving the dump truck all week so i couldn't volunteer but jessica typically volunteers every year um but this year she was late signing up to volunteer and so uh, she normally does music where she teaches the kids dancing i teach them how to dance because she can dance properly. like a freaking um yeah i'm good at dancing. yeah she's really good at dancing yeah. really good yeah really good yeah yeah it's uh, in my jeans yeah <laughs> so i could anyway. make a comment there but i'm not yeah. going to yeah um Anyway, so she signed up late, and so she was a... A leader. A team leader, or It's, it's a, best to call it a leader. No one understands, unless you go to our church, what right. a tour guide is. Yeah, tour guide, that's what it right. is. Right. Yeah. That's the official title. But you're, I was a leader. Yeah. So basically, she would uh, she would take uh, her class of however many... Around 20. First what, nine-year-olds? First graders. Yeah, first graders. You know, take them to each of their classes or activities yeah. during VBS and... and supervise and uh, you know basically the parent of the class for the week I guess uh-huh. um, but they always pair two adults up as as tour guides it's or leaders for safety purposes because there's no way I wouldn't have lost one of those kids yeah by myself right but we and there's another adult and normally they also give us a teenager yeah that's volunteering so right. it's like hurting cats three, yeah oh my goodness six six year old six and seven year old yeah mm. yeah well they um anyway it started on uh well the kickoff was on a sunday night but the vbs officially started that monday and again this was a couple weeks ago and uh Monday was it that Monday Tuesday. or that Tuesday? I thought it was that Tuesday. Um, Monday went by just fine, and like I said, I was driving my dump truck all week, uh, so I wasn't able to participate. But uh, Monday went by, and then Tuesday, uh, Tuesday came, and and they did VBS from whatever eight till noon or whenever. And I got home that night, and uh, Jessica and I were talking about you know VBS, and she's like, "So I had the weirdest thing happen today." I said, oh, yeah? And she said, yeah. She said, I don't know where it came from. Uh, but well, first, let me preface this with the the leader she was paired with um, at VBS is a, what, early 40s? He's my age. Yeah, early 40s uh, surgeon. Like he's a local surgeon? Local surgeon, super fit guy, super attractive guy. Um Super nice guy. Oh, he's, for, he's from a what I'm saying, yeah. Person, and uh, I mean, I don't know him personally. I've seen him at church. Look, he volunteered to lead children around a church for right. half a day. That man is a saint, right? Um, because I'll never do that again. Yeah, I'm dancing. So, anyway. so anyway, so I get home that evening, and and you know, we're we're sitting around talking that night, and she's like, "So the weirdest thing happened to me today at, at Bible school," and I said, "Oh yeah, what?" 
And she said, well, there was this... Do you want to tell it since you kind of... I don't even know how to explain it. Well, she... Because just to remember, I'm not normal. I'm not a normal female... I'm not a normal female. Right. If this had happened to someone that isn't me... Yeah. It could have been really bad. Yeah. But for me, who has never... I don't even... I can't explain it the right way. Well, let me... Okay, I'll tell it. Let me back up first. Okay, this is getting ugly. Yeah, but let me back up first. Okay, Monday, the the physician that she's teamed with, uh, like I said, you know, her age, good-looking guy, fit, doctor, all that. Well, he had about three kids. He has four. Four kids. He has four. And... Amazing children. Yeah, and no wedding band, right? Or a tattoo. He had something on his finger. I couldn't tell what it was. Okay, yeah. But... The assumption was that he was a divorced. Well, because his his teenage daughter. Yeah. Yes. 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 His teenage daughter is. She kept saying that she was had stayed at her mother's house the night before, and right. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Because I I thought because we he is pretty well known in our church. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of volunteer work and like volunteer surgery. Yeah. And for our missionaries. Well, in different countries. Mm-hmm. But um, I had heard, you know, when he was talking, he would talk about him and his wife. Yeah. And so I assumed on Monday he was married. Right. After speaking to his teenage daughter, who was our helper, and she said that about going to her mom's house, it just really made me sad. Yeah. So anyway, sitting, we were waiting. We always had to get there about, probably about an hour before the kids, everything got started. We had yeah. to be there really early. Just so we could gather up all these children. Yeah. And a thousand kids at our school, at our church. I mean, yeah. a crazy week. Yeah. So he, we were sitting there and I look over. And this his, is Tuesday morning. Yes, Tuesday morning. Okay. He's got his youngest children. Mm-hmm. He's got three younger kids and a teenager. But the younger kids was, were sitting beside him and this voice. Okay, just, just go with me on this. But this voice said to me, oh, there's your affair. And it was after, right after we had recorded the this first episode. Yeah. So my first instinct was, what are you talking about? And it wasn't my voice. And it wasn't God's voice. Come on. <laughs> and it was just really weird. It was like it was inside my head. And it was not a thought that I would ever. But audible. Oh, well, it was to something you. I heard. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, right. let's hope it wasn't audible because that's weird. Right. But, but, I mean, inside your head, it was audible. Yeah. Like somebody said it to you. And I was like, well, that's not something I would ever even think. Yeah. Ever. Right. And you know that. Mm-hmm. So, when I told you this, it was just like, you've got to hear this. This yeah. is some crap that went on. Yeah. And so, it didn't make me think anything differently toward him all mm-hmm. day. I mean, we, we did our job and same yeah. as Monday. Right. No big deal. But I wanted my husband to know about it mm-hmm. because we had just done the episode. Yeah. And my when I heard that, I thought, hey, there's where it happens. Mm-hmm. That's how this goes down. And for me, who has never and will never look for something outside of our marriage, no matter the condition, mm-hmm. I thought, if, if I had been a different woman, if I had been someone who was in a marriage that was crumbling yeah. and that was... You know, it's full of hurt. And here's this really attractive man. Yeah. With a stable job. Dude is a sought-after surgeon. Yeah, I was going to say, not even in a crumbling marriage. You know, you could be in a marriage where you're sick of us having 
financial strain. Right. I mean, even something or you're just that. Bored. Yeah, just anything like that. I've never been bored in our marriage. It's never been boring, no, babe. No. I guess boring. we should be grateful for that. Yeah. But anyway, that was something that was extremely um, educational mm-hmm. for me. And just to end the story on a very good note, the next day, Wednesday, because I, you know, I just felt, I thought, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want, I mean, I'll, I'll combat it because it didn't bother me in the first right. place, but I really don't want anything like that to happen inside my church yeah. when I'm trying to serve God and right. these kids. I don't want that. So um, Wednesday morning, he walks up with his little brood of kids that I grew to love, mm-hmm. but I've walked this beautiful, tall, I mean, twice my height <laughs> woman. She walks up and she's standing beside, beside him and he says, oh, I want you to meet my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm like, praise Jesus. Yeah. So he is remarried. Yeah. Which I am is so tickled. First of all, I'm tickled his children have a mom at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm tickled that he is married. And three of the kids are with her. Right. Yeah. The oldest one was a previous marriage. And I don't even I don't even know what happened. I didn't ask. It's yeah. none of my business. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it made my day. The first thing I did after I shook his wife's hand was text Rusty and go, He is married. Yeah. But that was so funny. Yeah. And I mean it didn't change again, didn't change anything. It just made me happy for the kids. Yeah. And he didn't have to help raise them alone. Right. But But you know, point being, there's nothing in the world that said she had to tell me that. No. That you had to tell me that. You're the first that. person I told. Right. <laughs> Only and person I told. I was gonna say. Except for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's something, um, it's kind of like the Speedway girl yeah. that hit on me. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have to say anything to you about that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to because I wanted you to know. Plus, and, you giggle every time you tell me because you know I'm getting get really, yeah. really angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, just to drive the point home how, how communication is so important. Um, I mean, we don't hide anything from each other. We don't keep secrets. Um, also, he knew exactly when I told him that I there was nothing that could go on outside of our marriage mm-hmm. that you would have to worry about. Right. It didn't bar you one bit. No, not You a bit. were more curious about yeah. what it what the circumstances and, and well, why. in fact, I asked a couple of days later. I asked you follow up questions. Right, you did, and I answered every one. Uh, I mean, brutally honest follow up questions. I was completely honest. Yeah, and I and I totally believed her answers too. But I don't remember what they were, but they were probably good. That, well, I don't remember them. You, you want to go know. ahead? Yeah, one of them was, uh, and I asked her this because after she told me that about having that that thought or that voice. I thought, all right, Satan's trying to work. Mm-hmm. Here. And I thought, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it a couple days <laughs> and see if he's trying to make any advancements. Yeah. And I knew that I could ask <laughs> Jessica anything and she would be completely honest with me, even if it was something I didn't want to hear. Right. I tell him the truth. Yeah. And so my first question to her was, uh, and, and you guys out there will probably be shocked and be like, oh my gosh, I'd never ask my spouse that. You know, but my first question was, when you found out he was married, was there, or was there even a hint of disappointment? Yes. 
And my answer was? And her answer was absolutely not. Not at all. Not no. one bit. And the, uh, the other question I asked her was, because um, VBS went Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she'd been with him all week. Yeah, I know. We spent a ton of time. Yeah. And so my next question to her was, um, uh, as far as that Friday where, you know, VBS was over, was, um, you know, is there any any hint of disappointment that you're not going to be spending time with him? And my answer was? Not at all. Nope. But, and, and it's, I didn't ask her those things because I was worried about it. No. You know, I asked her those things because I knew... Um, I mean, let's say you were disappointed right. that he was married. Right. Um, you know, I trust that you would have told me the truth when I asked you that. Right. Not because our marriage is in trouble, you know, but it's communication. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's yeah. what it's all about. And um, Y'all, we have fixed that problem oh, yeah. in our marriage. Oh, absolutely. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. So anytime you ask me a question like that, I yeah. never hesitate with an answer. I mean, unless guys, I want to tell you in detail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys have to understand that, and we've talked about this before, but I mean, I've told her stuff that, that stuff that goes on in my brain yeah. that most wives would leave their husband for. Yeah, I'm here. You know, but again, I believe in complete transparency and honesty and, uh, you know, if there's something I'm struggling with, she's my wife. She's right. part of me, you know. And so if there's something I'm struggling with, whether it's no matter what it is, you know, I should be able to come to you even if it involves you. Yeah. Especially. Especially if it involves yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so many marriages are not like that. Right. And I don't know any other marriage like that. No, but that's why a lot of marriages do in divorce because there's... Um, I know that some, I'd say most husbands, and mm-hmm. asking those questions yeah. would not have been as easily asked. They would not have been able to ask their spouse, their wife, right, as easily as you could. Right. There's a lot of, well, as a friend of ours would say, awkwardness, mm-hmm. and and asking that and there should never be awkwardness between right. a husband and a wife right no matter what it is if i don't care what is has gone on if you can't go to them and ask them questions without an awkward feeling between mm-hmm. you know you I, you're not teenagers you're not you dating. know the most intimate thing that god has ever made is sex between a man and a wife right you know and so if you and your spouse have had sex which yeah good lord hopefully you have um there's nothing more intimate than that so nothing should be awkward it's kind of like going to the gynecologist that's exactly what i was thinking child yeah once you're pregnant and you go to that first pregnancy exam. It's yeah. like all bets are off. We're Modesty's done. out. We are done. You can strip down. I got yeah, it. Right. I mean, you can go to any other doctor after that. I mean, like, do it. Whatever. Can I, can I tell the Doctor Brown story real quick? Yeah. Okay. We shout out to Robbie. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Brown. Uh, her OBGYN. Uh, his name was Charles Robert Brown. He lost in every direction. So his that name. So he went by Charlie Brown. He went by Bobby Brown. Um, His prerogative. That's right. Uh, super nice guy. Great guy. Loved him. Um, but was it with Aubrey? Uh-huh. Your first? Yeah. So, and I always went with Jessica to her, to her doctor visits. It was like, 
<laughs> and I'd sit in there and read a magazine while he's, She's you know, like friends hanging out while he's checking her out. And uh, but one time before we went, um, well, let me save that because I don't want to give it away. But uh, yeah. we get in the exam room and she's laying there in the stirrups, you know, with gown on or whatever. And I'm sitting in a chair reading a magazine. Dr. Brown comes in, shakes my hand, you know, small talk. And, and so, you know, he, uh, you know, he gets in position to, to check her out. And, you know, I'm looking down, reading my magazine, not really even paying attention. And he goes, wow, now that is pink. Yeah. And man, my hot head pink. That hot, is hot. That is pink. hot pink. And man, my <laughs> head popped up like, what did you just say? And I looked at him and my eyes were like saucers. He looked over at Rusty. And he looked at me kind of weird and he's like, her, her toes. I'm just talking about her toenails. I knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, she had painted her toenails hot pink. But he just brought it up at the wrong time because... Right. But it was funny. It was yeah. hilarious. We would still laugh about that That's right. today. Boy, that is hot pink. I loved him. I was like, I guess I've never really, you know... Yeah, you got up to see. Yeah. You got up to see what was going on. Yeah. That's when he said, her toes. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm We're talking guy. about divorce. Right. Well, never mind. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Divorce so, is hard. So we have to have some levity, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, in today's culture, sadly, uh, and, and believe it or not, it was the same time back in Jesus' day, but people would get divorced at the drop of a hat. They'd get divorced for any reason whatsoever. Um, I was listening to John MacArthur preach on divorce, and he was, uh, he was given a list of reasons why men were able, legally able, to divorce their wives back in... in and women had no rights. No, they had no rights. In fact, a man could divorce his wife if she spun around too fast and exposed her ankles. That was a reason. If she, if the wife spoke ill of her mother-in-law... I'd be out. Was grounds for divorce. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad it wasn't We'd be so stunning. divorced. Yeah. We would be so divorced. I now. told your mom to her face, though. Yeah, um, but it was just a, a litany of just stupid, stupid reasons. And if you guys remember uh, the Pharisees, you know, they're always trying to trap Jesus and ask him these trick questions so that they could, uh, you know, either get the crowd to turn on him or get him to contradict himself or something. And so, you know, they came up to him one time and, and you know, they said, hey, you know, when is it okay or is it okay for a man to divorce his wife? And again, it was kind of a trick question. They already, you know, they'd spent hours coming up with the perfect question to ask him and all that. And just like he did with every answer, you know, he answered them and, and I'll go over that in a minute, but, you know, just blew them out of the water and shut them up and all that. But biblically, there are, there are two justifications for divorce. And those two are uh, infidelity or abandonment by an unbelieving spouse. Right. And that doesn't mean he, they walk away from you. Right. You could be abandoned while still two people still live in the same house. Right. And we can talk about that. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's important to say, I mean, if you're listening to this and you said, hey, um, my husband cheated on me, so we're getting divorced or my wife cheated on me. So we're getting divorced. Divorce is not, um, biblically divorce is not the cure. That's exactly what I was going to say. 
you know, the Bible doesn't say if your spouse is unfaithful, divorce them. Right. Because the ultimate goal is reconciliation and restoration. Right. Not divorce. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think infidelity is, uh, I mean, yeah, it's bad, but, uh, you know, people just automatically think if there's infidelity in the marriage, then we have to get divorced. Right. Period. And, I mean, I can't tell you how many people we know that have gotten divorced because of that. Right. And, um, Sadly. yeah, it's, it's a very sad thing, but, um, again, it's, you know, divorce is not, it's not a biblical cure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, as far as justification, those are the only two things. See, well, as we've said, as we've said in the last, and probably many times we've said that marriage mirrors the relationship with God and the church or his his body of believers and there is for him if you are his mm-hmm. there's no reason he'll ever leave you right and that's exactly what how he wants us to view marriage there's nothing that inside of a marriage that can be done that can't be fixed mm-hmm. but there are a lot of times that you do end up with someone who may call themselves a Christian or may not. May right. be completely open about, hey, no, I don't believe at all. Right. A believer does marry that person. And the spouse who is an unbeliever, their behavior will show you over and over again that you two are not equal mm-hmm. in your belief. Mm-hmm. But again, God wants that union to, to stay. He's not giving us this out. Well, you know, I mean, God created divorce. Uh, pardon me. God yeah, created excuse marriage. Me. Sorry. I was looking at Malachi, Malachi while I said I'm that. I'm just going to bleep that out. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, God created marriage. And he created it. Uh, in fact, let me pull it up right here. Um, He's got on his old man reading glasses. That's right. It's all incredibly sexy right but, now. Yeah. He's got on cargo shorts. He does not have on latex gloves. Go ahead. No, I took those off. Um, Matthew nineteen three through 11 says, The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? Because like I said, they were, you know, they were just coming up with just ridiculous right. excuses. And he, Jesus, answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said, Jesus said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If such is the case with a man with his wife, is it better not to marry? But he said to them, All cannot accept the saying, but only those to whom it has been given. And he keeps going. But... Um, Point being, I mean, God created marriage and, I mean, he didn't create divorce because when a man and a woman get married, they become one. Right. And when God creates two people that make one, it's not supposed to be 
taken apart. No, and that's why you always, always, always feel a connection mm-hmm. to the one you've left. Yeah. I don't care how many you leave. Mm-hmm. That first one mm-hmm. is always going to be there with you. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. There are a lot of churches that, and we aren't, we're Baptists, so we don't believe this, but a lot of churches believe that if you do divorce, mm-hmm. you're always married to the first one you were married or your first spouse right so if you go and you do and that's where it comes from mm-hmm. but if you do remarry you're still married and the second spouse that you're with you're committing adultery with right because that first spouse is always your first spouse your only spouse right and I, we we don't follow that we're not mormon and there's a couple other denominations that use that too but we don't well, that interpretation is a little sketchy. The, I mean, the bottom line is when you get married, you are, I mean, you, you're making a covenant not only with your spouse, but with God. The and, only covenant I and, think about. Yeah, and that covenant lasts until one of you die. You don't have a covenant with your children. No. You make a covenant when you get married. That When you, when you get married, that is the second covenant. I find to be the most you know, to be important. Mm-hmm. First one is the commitment to God. Right. Second is to your spouse mm-hmm. because I have never, other than handing my children back to Him mm-hmm. as His, I have never made a promise yeah. that important. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. I'm, I'm sorry, I got feel like I got a book. But um, I, when I when we were researching our vows, now when I was looking for our vows, yeah, I wanted our vows to make that point clear to the fifty people that would be there, right? And I think we found them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they said, but they were. I choose basically. I choose to to be yours, mm-hmm. and I that was a promise I made to you in front of God, yeah, and to God. Mm-hmm. Such a strong. Yeah. It's a strong promise. Anyway, sorry. You're going somewhere with that? Well, I mean, that promise, you know, a lot of people don't take that seriously anymore. They don't even use that promise. And it's like cutesy little vows anymore. Yeah. And today, sadly, marriage is like dating was when I was a kid. Right. You know, it's, hey, if it doesn't work out, just go find another one. Right. You know, and and that's, uh, people go into marriage. We had friends that were strong Christian people that said to me in private, "My next marriage will be like." Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, next? What? Right. So you're a leader in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah. It just floored me mm-hmm. when I had someone say that to me. It turned out she's. She was probably correct. Mm-hmm. She should have gotten out of that marriage. Yeah. But um, anyway, <coughs> sorry. Uh, we've had people say that. Yeah. My next marriage. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Don't get married. That's probably when you have those thoughts. I've been in at least ten weddings. Yeah. As a bridesmaid, and I served on for some weddings. You know, you Southern. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in your wedding. Yeah. So I had there was one that I helped serve. I was one of her very good friends and she wanted me to serve at her reception. And the night before she got married. Yeah. They that or the two night no, it's the night before. She called me and she said, Jack, I can't do this. 
And I said, stop it right now. And she said, I can't because the wedding is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You can. Mm-hmm. You have until the minute you take that, that right. make that promise. Right. Because you're on your way to divorcing this guy. Mm-hmm. And he was, man, he was a sweet kid. He just wasn't for her. And yeah. everyone knew that. Yeah. She was getting married because she thought she was old, mm-hmm. which is a problem in our in my hometown. But she got married to him. She had no feelings for him mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. And, I don't know, like three years later, they were divorced. He yeah. is now happily married. She is now still floating around. <laughs> trying to find somebody I mean you know there are other issues there but until you make those vows mm-hmm. walk away yeah if you don't feel like you're ready right. this is for all you single people yeah this is what we say take your dating seriously yeah very very seriously it's like an, an ongoing interview it is interview. and 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 don't I, I can't remember if I've said this or not but don't Uh, For all you single people, don't date anyone unless you would consider marrying. Absolutely. I I may have said this before, and if if I have, you can hear it again. Mm. I'm not going back to find it. But when we were in Alabama, we went to a very small church, and the pastor was a super smart guy. And he had three daughters. Mm -hmm. And his wife, he and his wife were crazy strict on the girls. Yeah. We thought. Yeah. Because we came from a typical childhood, the right. two of us did. Right. Where we, I got to date when I was 15. Not a good idea. <laughs> Not a good idea. And, you know, we just, our parents were really relaxed compared to Jeff and Stephanie. Which is funny because now our oldest daughter's almost 15. She's not going I'm anywhere. like, there's no way. No way. No, huh? So, anyway, they were talk about, yeah, mom and dad want to, before I can date someone, I have to be 18, mm-hmm. and I have to, they have to meet him first, and be okay with me dating him, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> they are so strict, mm-hmm. but I get that. I understand that the purpose that now, I know this now because I have children, and I'm right. watching everything, but it's like the purpose of dating is not to learn social skills and to try different things on for size and see what you do like 16 year olds are children mm-hmm. and if you allow them to just date willy nilly without meeting them meeting these boys you have no idea what you're sending your, your little girls out to Right. so I applaud Jeff and oh, Stephanie big time. I big seriously time. do Yeah. they're and I'm following that lead. I'm, I am totally down with those roles. You know, and now two of their daughters are married, right? Yes, poor Rachel. Yeah, well, two the, the two that are married. <laughs> um, um, granted, I don't know the guys personally. You know Blake? I just know them from, you know, social media and whatnot. Right, we've met Blake. But, yeah, I met Blake. But, um, but they married some very very godly guys outstanding men you know guys that I would definitely okay for our girls. yeah but I know that process they went through and I know those boys were sweating it oh yeah <laughs> absolutely but now the oldest has, she's about to have her third baby yeah and they are the 
they're a great couple. They're a great example. So, Abby, kudos to Blake for, for making it. Yeah. He did good job, boys. That's and right. Drew. And Drew. Drew. Yeah, Drew, too. But, yeah. It's, and I, But now, now that I've seen the dating culture and mm-hmm. what our kids are... Because it's not the same. We've yeah. said this a million times that their childhood is not like ours. No. It's very scary compared yeah. to the two of us. Yeah. My first date was a abysmal mm-hmm. practice and it's garbage. I didn't go on another date until I started Match.com. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I didn't date. 15 years old. You know, I, I, I dated a girl in college. <coughs> dated a girl in college. Sorry. And, uh, um, and the girl I was dating one summer, we went to her home state so I could meet her parents. And um, her dad took me out for a burger and uh, he just kind of had a man to man talk with me. And um, I mean, because things were getting ser- you know pretty serious between the two of us. Psych. <laughs> Psych, yeah, it didn't work out. But um, man, you're going to make me lose my. <laughs> My point here. It was taking took you downtown, and y'all had a burger. Yeah, and, and we um, went there on our honeymoon. It's, it's fine. And met him. That's right. <laughs> I think we went to that restaurant too. Yorkshire Pub. Yes. Did we go there? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> well, crap! I still forgot what point I was going to make with this. He was telling you. I know exactly the story. I'm yeah, you know the story, but uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, the the subject of daughters got brought up yeah and he said if you and my daughter you know get married and you know you guys have daughters uh he made some some comment about um you know you're gonna have to be careful and watch out for guys like you yeah and that that always stuck with me because it's true i know it's true and you know, when I was when I was eighteen, I was a you know just a hormone too. I'm praying that the oldest, our oldest, yeah, is as rock solid as I am as far as like yes and no's. Yeah, you know what? Why I knew what I wanted, I yeah. knew what I was looking for. I'm praying because she's the one that's susceptible to guys like you. Right, but the good thing is, uh, well, I guess this is a good thing. But the good thing is because I was a guy like me. Right, I know about guys like me right out there I changed you you're, you're fixed <laughs> yeah I'm fixed now well not that yes, way yes you, you know what I mean yeah um, so anyway anyway uh, but divorce I mean again divorce is not the goal um, there's a couple more things I want to hit real quick um, first I found an article that kind of sums up what I've been saying I just want to read it real quick uh, it's only a couple paragraphs long uh it says, when discussing what the Bible says about divorce, it's important to keep in mind the words of Malachi 2.16. That's where God says, I hate divorce. And when he says hate, he's talking about abhor. You know, I like we would use the word hate. I hate divorce. Um, whatever the grounds, pardon me, whatever grounds the Bible possibly gives for divorce, that does not mean God desires a divorce to occur in those instances. Rather than asking is blank, a grounds for divorce, often the question should be, is blank grounds for forgiveness, restoration, and or counseling? The Bible gives two clear grounds for divorce. One, sexual immorality, and two, abandonment by an unbeliever. Even in these two instances, though, divorce is not required or even encouraged. 
The most that can be said is that sexual immorality and abandonment are grounds or an allowance for divorce. Confession, forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration are always the first steps. Divorce should only be viewed as a last resort. Um, are there any grounds for divorce beyond what the Bible explicitly says? Perhaps, but we do not presume upon the Word of God. It's very dangerous to go beyond what the Bible says. Uh, the most frequent additional grounds for divorce that people inquire about, and listen closely here because some of you may fall into this or know someone who does, uh, the most frequent additional grounds for divorce that people inquire about are spousal abuse, emotional or physical, child abuse, addiction to pornography, drug or alcohol use or crime and imprisonment, and mismanagement of finances such as a gambling addiction. None of these can be claimed to be explicit biblical grounds for a divorce. That does not necessarily mean, though, that none of them are grounds for divorce which God would approve of. Exactly. For example, we cannot imagine that it would be God's desire for a wife to remain with a husband who physically abuses her and or their children. In such an instance, the wife should definitely separate herself and the children from the abusive husband. However, even in such a situation, a time of separation with the goal of repentance and restoration should be the ideal, not should be the ideal, not necessarily immediately beginning divorce proceedings. Please understand by saying that the above are not biblical grounds for divorce. We are definitely not saying that a man or woman whose spouse is engaging in such activities should remain in the situation. If there's any risk to self or children, separation is a good and appropriate step. And I just found that just now and I thought well that really sums up really well what I was talking about but um, that's really the last thing I want to talk about is uh, you know biblically it talks about infidelity or abandonment by an unbeliever but if you've got a spouse that is abusive abusive addicted to porn yeah addicted to drugs yeah any of yeah and let's just say we've done this right We've done this. We can. We've gotten through. Yeah. You you haven't hit me, but the right. the drugs. Right. There is a point where it gets to, to it's me or the drugs. Right. And and less. And, and there are many 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 people who have fought that battle and mm-hmm. won it. They have to take real hard steps. Yeah. But if they have the desire to stay in that marriage, mm-hmm. they'll get rid of the drugs. Yeah. I promise. Oh yeah. Also, when it says abandonment by an unbeliever, mm-hmm. anybody that's going to lay a hand on a wife or mm-hmm. a child, right. especially a child, right. those people are not believers. No. You've been abandoned. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. And like I've said a million times, you call me. Yeah. And I will pick you up. And yeah. I will hide you. Yeah. I, I have no tolerance. And do not come at with me. Come at me with... The Bible says that's not ground for divorce. I don't care. Yeah. Stay biblically married as far as I'm concerned. But get out of there. Get out. Yeah. Do not come out with it. Don't. Yeah. There are so many women that do stay in those abusive relationships because of the they think that they cannot leave mm-hmm. with God's yeah. favor. Yeah. God forgives everything. Yeah. Anything that you do that may injure anything you any steps you again getting upset. Any steps you take to end a marriage that is dangerous mm-hmm. and if, if, if you tried to reconcile and you tried to pray your way through it you tried to read what the Bible has said gone to your pastor you've done all that mm-hmm. and nothing's changed get out yeah it's not like you're just jumping ship right 
you've got to you got to think of yourself first whenever it comes to abuse. Well, even that article <laughs> that I just read, it said, um, "Put my glasses back on here." I never want a woman to stay in a marriage because she thinks that she's going to go to hell for leaving right. an abusive spouse. You know, it says divorce should only be viewed as a last resort. It doesn't say. You know, divorce is unacceptable, period. No, it doesn't. You know, I mean, if you, like you just said, if you've tried reconciliation counseling, you know, down the list and nothing's worked. Look, we have had some friends that were completely mentally abusive. Yeah. And we watched it go down for years. Mm -hmm. More than one marriage. Yeah. And it left the both, me and you, talking mm-hmm. to each other at night. You know, how does she stay with that? Right. Why? And they both, well, at least the two of them that we know of, they're gone from that abusive spouse. Yeah. And I couldn't be more proud of those yeah. women. Yeah. Because they put their foot down. Mm-hmm. And those men that were those abusive men, mm-hmm. and they never laid a hand on them as far as I know, but they were absolutely some of the most abusive people I've seen. Mm-hmm. And those women, good grief, what they went through. Yeah. But, and they had children, mm-hmm. uh, not just one or two, right. they had lots of children. Yeah. <clears throat> that they had to consider also. Mm-hmm. And for them to stay because they thought the Bible commanded that they stay with that man mm-hmm. until they had gotten to the point where they were like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm yeah. so proud that they walked out of there. Yeah. That sounds so crazy. Yeah. But I'm not saying that those men are believers either. Thank well, you very much. You know, you always get the get the stuff, uh, you know, where where the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands. You there know? comes and, a point. Yeah, and, and they always pound you with that, you know. Well, I, I know my husband is abusive. Uh, towards me, whether it's emotional or physical or whatever, but the Bible tells me to submit to my husband. He doesn't say be a doormat. Well, not only that, but it also says in the same chapter, it says, husbands love your wives right. as Christ loved the right. church. Christ would not beat his church. No, and it's a it's a two-way street. There. Right. So, Look at us getting all fired up. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think it's important to mention that. It is important. So. So as far as like you being married to someone who doesn't hold the same, belief, first of all, it's it's, I don't recommend it, no. dating someone that is unchurched or nope. doesn't want to lead your family. This is as a female, mm-hmm. but want to lead your family. Right. Because that's their role. Mm-hmm. That's his job. That's Rusty's job. And right. I am not letting him forget that. Right. That's your job as a wife, to remind mm-hmm. him. But if you don't, if you're not dating someone who is excited to take your family to the church, excited to serve a church in some capacity, excited to give, excited to witness to people. Don't date that fool. Don't do it. Don't. If you want to do anything, witness to him. And that's that's your job with him. He is, if he's cute, if he's wealthy, that's never a reason. Mm-hmm. To get into a marriage with someone that doesn't believe the way you believe. Right. So dangerous. You know, I was watching, uh, I mean, this kind of pertains, but I was watching a YouTube video the other day of Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy mm-hmm. And he was talking about the difference, different, I can't even talk about it. That's okay. It's like. Differences between your first year of marriage and your 21st year of marriage. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, it's hilarious, you know, with him talking about it. But, um, 
you know, if you're if you're single and you see a guy that's wealthy or hot and you know, I mean, you're really not concerned about what he believes in and all that because he's hot or he's wealthy or whatever. I mean, think about down the road because that that buzz is going to wear off pretty soon. Yeah. You know, and when it does, uh, well, now you've made a a promise to God to stay yeah. with this man until you're dead. Yeah. You know, and if he's if he's not anything like what you were wanting, then you know that's something you should have thought about before you. Before you said I do. Here's how the match experience, my match experience, compared to like dating from somebody you met in a bar. Yeah. The positive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> but don't do online dating. Yeah. Here we are going on 16 years. Yes. But, but it was different. People are liars. Yeah. They were liars back then. Yeah. Well, I was lying with the saturation. And you didn't tell me you had been married either. Yeah. Liar, liar. Mm. He just omitted that. Uh, so anyway. It's because to me it wasn't really a marriage. Well, the benefit to me, I felt like I was in the driver's seat. Yeah. And my list of, hey, this is what I want from a dude. Mm-hmm. If you don't tick off these things. Yeah. All these things, mm-hmm. don't even knock on my door. Yeah. You did. You did. The only thing that you did not was you had been married. Yeah. But what I really meant by that was... Had been married with kids, with children, yeah. had been more involved than yeah. just kind of sharing a house. But well, I wasn't a baseball player either, so that, that was on the list. That oh, was, I thought you said that, that was my list to God. Oh, okay. When I had my nervous breakdown and made a list of expectations for because I couldn't find anybody, mm-hmm. and that was like two days before you said hi to me. It was God like, answers prayer. Actually, no, it was before I started match, and I, he did give me that dude. He gave me my baseball player. Yeah. But I think he lied about all that. I yeah. can't find him. Yeah. On anybody's old roster. He's mm-hmm. a liar. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway, that's how, I mean, I, I knew what I wanted and you ticked the boxes and I was, okay. when we met and you already checked off all those things and you mm-hmm. were cute to boot, I was like, we're good. And you had a job and a degree that you didn't that's use right. and you had another well, another career we could have gone to that I wouldn't let you go to. Right. It's great. A useless career that like I, I could said, have not done. Driver's seat. That's right. I was driving it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I won. <laughs> but anyway. But it turned out well. Yep. Yeah. We're all good. Um. That's I mean, about, I let you wear a phone holster. I know. In public. I know. We're good. I know. I love you anyway. That's right, honey. Anyway, we hate divorce. We hate it. We hate it. We hate it. Yeah. And we see so much of it. And the, again, this is the reason we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because if we can help in any way at, at all, if you listen to anything we say, then again, go listen to everything. But if you listen to what we say, mm-hmm. it's going to help you in a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, or help you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So... I, we understand that there are marriages that never should have happened. Yeah. And they did. And we understand that there are marriages out there right now that the wife has given him multiple chances. Mm-hmm. And she's gotten to the point where she's broken. Yeah. And she can't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I understand that. Yeah. And, um, well... All we, all, all you and I can do, especially for the friends we have that are going through this, mm-hmm. is pray hard for them. Yeah. 
that God will stop this mm. and he'll fix it, yeah. amend it. That's all I can do because it, it, we we have our friends like we told you about in the last episode that we are extremely heartbroken over. Yeah. Extremely. But I get, I get it. I get it. And I can't fault either one. Yeah. But again, if there, there had been a lot of communication in the beginning, mm-hmm. if there had been a lot of conversation in the middle, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just wish we had got, I wish we had known them mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Yeah. Just to tell them, you know, to just follow, follow us, follow our lead. We're, right. we're learning this too. Yeah. But we're learning it differently. You know, I, I do want to put in one disclaimer that I don't, I don't think I've ever said, but I want to make it very apparent. And that's that everything we talk about, we, we do our absolute best on this podcast to make everything biblically based. Mm-hmm. But I am not Jesus Christ. No. And, you we know, are if, some good sinners. Oh, absolutely. And if, um, you know, if there's anything that either of us ever say that contradicts the Bible... Uh, I don't think there is, but if there is... We try beforehand not to. Yeah, but if there is, I want to say up front that the Bible is correct. Not, right, yeah. Not me. Right. You know, and, and if if there's an error, you know, it's my fault. It's not the Bible's fault. Right, and it, that word has been the same since it's been written. Yeah. Nothing's changed in it. Right. And it's just, you know, we're, as far as the Bible goes, you and I are just kids yeah. learning. Right. And we continue to learn. Mm-hmm. and. We use multiple sources yeah. for our education. Yeah. So we don't come at this as true beginners, but we, you know, right. we're human. Yeah. That's why it's so good. That's right. That's why it's so good. That's right. Uh, anyway. Hey, did we, did we tell you the book? No, we haven't. The book, we published it uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's been out for two weeks now. Two weeks on Wednesday. It's and it's uh, it's actually doing really well. It's been received very well. Yeah, we've had reviews on it that are beyond anything. There, there were people that contacted us. Yeah, personally to say it was, but we're still blown away. Oh yeah, with the reaction. A lot of I couldn't put it down. Oh, people read it straight through. You know, and yeah, those are men. Thank you. Yeah, very I, much. I wrote it, and it took me three hours to read straight through. Right. Even after we. Right. Even after we published first it. book he's ever read. Yeah cover to cover um, <laughs> and I still cried twice yeah. and I'm the one that wrote it yeah but um, anyway the book's out you can uh, you can go to jackandrusty.com and get it uh, also I want to suggest a book okay I've talked about it before okay that it's called it's not supposed to be this way and it's by Lisa Turkhurst and it's she's it's spelled T-E-R- K-E-U-R-S-T, I think, or yeah. something like that. It's not supposed to be this way. I read it around Christmas time, and, I, well, I got it at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I actually read a chapter every couple of days so yeah. I could absorb it. Mm-hmm. And it, I normally gulp down a book. Yeah. But this one was an incredible tool for battling through emotions and anger with God yeah. and trying to get through situation. This woman has been through it all. Mm-hmm. And she's a very popular best-selling Christian author. She is the founder of Proverbs 31 Ministries. She's incredible. But I suggest that book for anybody who's ever gone. 
women. It's written for women. I don't think a man would put the book down either, but it's written for people that have been shattered. Yeah. In one way or another. It, yeah. I mean, you could be one thing or it could be a hundred things. Mm-hmm. And it will affect you the right way. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to suggest a podcast called That Sounds Fun Yeah. by Annie F. Downs. I've had so much fun with that podcast. She's so funny. She's also another Christian author. Mm-hmm. We're Christians. We like Christians. Yeah. We're going to promote them. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this book, our book, Out Giving yeah, yeah. God, um, if you don't know much about it and you think, well, I'm not big into money or finances or anything like that. This, this, it's a book about money that has nothing to do with money. Right. Yeah. It's a book about, that's a great description. Thank it's a book you. about money that has nothing to do with money. I'm a writer. And in fact, I w- what I tell people is, I say, if you've ever questioned God. Mm-hmm any decisions he's made you know if there's ever been something happening in your life where you go why God he question his plan why this book is for you yeah it is so yeah but yeah you can get it jackandrusty.com yep if you want a signed copy uh, you have to tell us you have to tell us as a matter of fact you have to say I heard this on the ringer that's right and I, you said I could get it signed, but you have to say that first That's in, right. in, our, in your email request. MSRP for our books are $400, but right now you can get them for $14.99. $14.99, bargain. Uh, but yeah, seriously, if you want a signed copy, shoot us an email and let us know. And I, I only say that because uh, we've sent out books to people that have bought them, and I'll get a message a few days later going, why didn't you sign this? You didn't sign it. I didn't know I was supposed to. I didn't know I was supposed to. So, Crackhead? Yeah. My daughters are putting the books in the envelopes, not me. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, as famous as I am. So famous. I, you, God, you're so busy. You, you should think that everyone would want my signature. Right. But uh, anyway. Well, that's um, that's all we got tonight. Episode, the next one will be about children. Yes. Be ready. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It will be. They're all good, though. Right. The Pod, all episodes. Podcasts, not the children. The episodes. Right. Episodes, not the children. Right. That's right. But anyway, um, as always, thank you for listening. If you want to email us. Again, go to jackandrusty.com. Or, and, uh, or theringerpodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there and on Apple Podcasts. We, I still haven't figured out how to do Spotify, so get off my back. Yeah. Um, it, someone help me out. I don't know anything about computers. They're stupid. So anyway, um, where, where else? Oh, yeah, Instagram. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Ringer Podcast. That's right. And that's the only places you can reach us. If you can't get us there, then you're not trying hard enough. That's right. Because I don't have a job. I'm just sitting here waiting on emails. Anyway, are you done? Who I'm are you done. talking to? I'm answering Rick. Oh. Yeah. A, a, a fellow uh, dump truck driver. Right. I was talking to him about driving. By the way, I haven't worked in a week because of the rain. <laughs> storms. Storms. Like crackhead storms just out of nowhere. They just come up. We were, uh, we were outside with the dogs the other day and, um, oh, three or four nights ago. And, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even raining or anything. No, all, it was raining. Was it? Just a little bit. Just a little Sprinkle bit. maybe. And all of a sudden our phones go crazy and we look down and it's like tornado warning. And, and yeah, like, we, we ended up in a safe room that night. Yep. It was bad. Yeah, it, it was. It was in, like, targeted our house. However, it has, that was Monday of last week, and it's now a week later, and we've had storms every day. Yeah, I was supposed to get, in fact, I got up at 5.30 to go to work this morning. He got back in bed. Yeah. 
went and got my coffee, sipping my coffee, and got a text saying, hey, it's going to be too wet today. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going back to bed. So I roll over, and he's climbing back in bed, and like, I knew it. <laughs> That's right. And then I had this weird dream about how I had to pop a zit on my forehead, and I couldn't find a bathroom because we were at Disney World, and I didn't know where I was. You know where all the bathrooms are at Disney World. Well, I know. It was really weird. Ask though. Robbie and Jen. Yeah. With it. What are you talking about? And then, you I know I cra- and then I crashed a plane, and then you got really mad at me. He... For some reason, it was a weird dream. But that's what happened when I go back to sleep after having coffee. All right. So. Thanks for the girls being really quiet tonight. Girls, that's right. are you tired? Yeah, they stink too. Poor dog. Yeah. But anyway, okay. hey, thanks, thanks for listening to us once again, and we will definitely be back next week.